Welcome back to another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Thanks for joining us today. My name's Alex, and I am joined by three of my friends, as always, as we plow through season 28 of Survivor, Survivor Kageon, an all-timer. We are on episode five, uh, and we will be dissecting and reacting to that episode um, like I alluded to, I am joined by three friends, uh, and it's time you are introduced to them. Uh, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. Just, just so happy to be here. You know, a couple, couple of wild episodes we got coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, in this episode, for instance, uh, Tony makes a big, perhaps, goof by after uh, an immunity win. Top five, baby. Top five. Top five. Top five. Uh, <laughs> Everybody was really upset by that, and <laughs> later some survivors tried to impersonate his voice and did so pretty poorly. Uh, so I'm going to be asking our co-hosts to do their best Tony Vlacos impersonation. Adam, would you like to go? Hey, I'm not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I am a cop. <laughs> I am a cop. <laughs> I am a cop. <laughs> oh, Tony. Not he, bad. He might, he might actually be my favorite survivor like thus far. He's just ridiculous to watch, but he, I love he, it. Yeah, completely. He <laughs> is so aware of the television show that he's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I kind of I kind of expected him to like die down a little bit as he became like, you know, dehydrated and malnourished. But it's like he's just feeding off the fact that he is slowly dying. I think so. It gives him strength. <laughs> All no right. Strength. Uh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Oh, well, thanks for having me. Give me your best <laughs> Tony Vlacos. I haven't practiced at all to make sure this is the most organic experience. But I'm so happy to Don't hear that. Don't fly, baby! <laughs> Don't fly! <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Better than Spencer's. Uh, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hey, guys. <laughs> Give me your best Tony Vlacos. What was that? Give me your best Tony Vlacos. Hey, guys, it's me, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for Tony Vlacos, not Fonzie. <laughs> hey, it's me, Tony. <laughs> There's an idol. I got one. It's right here. <laughs> All right, so I guess this is harder to do than we maybe first thought. We shouldn't have thrown so much shade. I love this moment because Spencer sounded more like Borat than it did Tony Vlacos. Like, the top five baby. My wife. My idol. My idol. Number one survivor player in all of Kazakhstan. I survived real good. <laughs> oh, man, what a great episode this one is. Um, and we're going to take you all the way through it. So before we get deep into our dissection, how about a quick run through tree mail to uh, catch everybody up on what happened? This um, 
episode starts right off back at the camp of the tribe that just lost and voted out Cliff. Trish tries to make nice with Lindsay and Lindsay just blows up. And Trish, as a proud Bostonian woman, does not let that fly and sends it right back. Uh, Jeff comes to the beach to talk to Lindsay and Lindsay just quits because she doesn't like Trish. So just like that, not only does their tribe live, lose Cliff, but loses Lindsay right afterwards. Um, the reward challenge, this is one of my all-time favorite challenges, um, where you've got the idols on the pegs and you have to knock the other persons off. The Orange Tribe wins and we get a camp raid where Wu and Tony go to raid the other tribe. Uh, and Tony pretends to give Jeremiah a clue to an idol to raise suspicion on him. And uh, surprisingly, it works very yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, when they get back to camp, Tony opens up to his newly trimmed tribe, feels very optimistic about them when they're down a couple of bad eggs. LJ doesn't quite buy it, though. He's still suspicious. Um, Jeremiah tries to plead his case to his tribe about how this was not a real idol clue, but Spencer and Alexis are hesitant to believe that story. Meanwhile, the a little bit later, the purple tribe wins immunity and Tony lets out a primal top five, baby top five to which everybody on the other tribe hears and gets pretty, um, unimpressed and upset by Back at the losing camp, Morgan and Alexis want Jeremiah gone. Jeremiah is sending the target back on Alexis, and it's basically up to the brains as a unit to decide which way the vote falls. And they ultimately decide to knock out Alexis, who is completely blindsided. She did not see it coming. Dot, dot, dot. Ah, huh? oh, perfect use of that. Back on it? top of her. And Alexis is the next person yours didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah, it did kind of <laughs> seem to come out of nowhere, huh? I was like, what? <laughs> All right, so a lot happened this episode, including a pretty big blindside there at Tribal Council, like we alluded to. Um, Emily, what was your favorite moment of this whole episode? Um, I thought it was really interesting when they did the tribe raid. Yeah. Because when... Shades Wu of Pearl Islands, right? Yeah. <laughs> when um pirates. Yeah, they were being pirates. They're just living that pirate life. Pirate life for them. Yo ho. Oh. When Wu and Tony went and then Tony was that's what I'm talking about, right, Tony? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Tony. Hey Tony. Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> is just playing this game so recklessly. And he was just making up plans on the fly. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, well, let's give him this clue and and then they were about to leave. He's like, oh, well, crap. Then people can look at it. So uh -huh. we need to go take it back. Uh -huh. I'm like, how does anyone believe what you're doing right yeah. now? You're, you're totally right. And that he he's so reckless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's so fun to watch. But uh, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't look like he's calculated in most of what he does. Right. But somehow it just, like, works. I, 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 really, I genuinely do not understand how Tony is still, like, a key player in this game. I mean... <laughs> He is king bullshitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just must seem so confident that people don't question him. Yeah. He's a cop. He's a cop? He's a cop. Yeah. We're, a cop? I, we're also seeing like all of his interactions and not, you know, a, a, a select few, like if you were a player would. So maybe that affects it. But yeah, it's, I don't know. Tony's, Tony's such a fun player to watch. He is a lot of fun. Scott, did you have a favorite moment of this episode? 
Um, probably the fight between Trish and Lindsay. Yeah, <laughs> low key. <laughs> I was kind of just entertained watching it. And then I was not happy because Lindsay quit. And I was like, thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. Abandoning no, the thought, RNGs of squad. I know. Real hit. Real big hit. Um, but I don't know. I just was entertained watching that for some reason. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a good reason why, per se. But I was just entertained watching the fight. So. Yeah, we can start there. What was y'all's thoughts when kind of like out of the blue, it's like cut to Jeff is there on the beach? <laughs> yeah, I spent the first 30 seconds of that thinking that was a tribe member coming to comfort Lindsay. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused why she just was like, I'm going to quit. I was like, what are you doing? It's not that big a deal, probably. But oh, apparently it was that big of a deal. Yeah, she said that like she is afraid that she's going to fight her or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. I think Trish must have really just found her, her button and just pushed it. Because it was interesting to hear Lindsay talk with her or argue with her. Because the only things that she was saying were, you're so annoying, you have a horse face, like... Yeah, that was really, really not cool. Yeah, just like a lot about her physical attributes. And I think she was just so mad that she couldn't even express. She couldn't like fight back. I think yeah. she was just in a really bad place. I don't know about y'all, but like watching this too, I really feel like like Trish really didn't do anything wrong. Like, it seemed to me like she kind of extended the olive branch there to start, you know, and like wanted to try and say, hey, mm -hmm. let's talk this out. And then Lindsay wouldn't have it. And then Trish was like, OK, here we go. Hey, I'm kind of curious if because Lindsay, Lindsay is coming from the Braun tribe, the same as Trish. But I kind of wonder if Lindsay just like has a higher um, demand for loyalty in people like people that she considers teammates. Sure. And I, I, I could I could see that being just problematic for her if she feels like Trish isn't trustworthy. Trish Trish is actively working against her. Um, I don't know. I could see that playing into it, but mm -hmm. I feel like at the end of the day, that's really just excusing her behavior. Yeah, you you kind of said it, Emily. But Trish was really like personal and mean and nasty. Yeah. Or not Trish. Sorry, Lindsay was. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Trish was just kind of like, I don't know. She just kind of deflected it and like. She was never like, you have disgusting hair, you know, she <laughs> didn't return the like personal meanness. Yeah. Good to know what you good to know what you think about Lindsay's hair, though. <laughs> well, and Lin Lin Lindsay's a Hoosier, isn't she? She's yeah, from, she's like, from Kokomo, Indiana. Kokomo. Is she really? Yeah. I'm oh. Lindsay and I'm a Hoosier. <laughs> I wouldn't be here if it were for Indiana University. <laughs> Are you Kokomo? Hi, Kokomo. Yeah, that's Sorry, we're thing. getting really local for our oh. <laughs> not from Indiana. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I didn't really feel like Trish really was at fault or had much blame. You know, this this episode, that just seems to be the theme of it, where things happen and you're just kind of sitting there going, I don't really understand how that led to this. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's fair. It, even when like when Lindsay was talking to Jeff of like Trish was just so mean and like mm -hmm. it's yeah. like I don't I didn't see that. I didn't either. I just don't think she was able to fight back. And I think it really got to her that she was like, you're ugly. And Trish is like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, you're ugly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of how it felt. That, that did, yeah. That like is she couldn't felt. really express herself. Yeah. 
So we get to the reward challenge. This is one of my favorite survivor challenges. They've done it a few times, and we've actually talked about it on the podcast before as an example of emergent strategy. It doesn't happen in this season, but a later one, um, such that I even used it in my own survivor production. Uh, but it's the it's the one where you, there's it's a one on one. You've got like a little peg with a little idol on it, and you have to try and knock the other ones off. And if it hits the ground first, then you win, right? So, uh, Orange wins this and gets a camp raid. Um, I, I thought the the reward challenge was great, and also the commentary was really funny. There was like one time I think it was Jeremiah and LJ going up against each other. Do you guys remember this? And Jeff was like, a showdown between two bearded mountain men. <laughs> I must have missed that. that I don't remember that. It's oh, it was so funny. <laughs> I think I missed oh, that man. one. <laughs> yeah, they kinda, you get a shot of both of them kind of going like, what? <laughs> also, so. And then when, uh, I think it was like Morgan and Tony. Do you remember this one? Yes. LJ was like, don't look her in the eyes. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yes. You just sucked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Morgan just has like a really extreme mood eye roll, you know. Yeah. Uh, great challenge, though. Takes on the challenge. Are you as high on it as I was? Adam's our resident uh, challenge hot takeist. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, on the, the idol challenge, I... I don't know. I was pretty like neutral on it. Like I liked it. I thought it was a cool challenge, but it wasn't like anything crazy or. I don't know. Yeah. I think when you can isolate people one-on-one like that too, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's the the thing about challenges like that. I I get really upset when challenges can't be like strategically won. Like like, I, I think when I'm, when I'm most annoyed with challenges, it's like, this can't be strategically won or like it, could have been strategically one and no one just did it well this was like i can see the strategy in this i can see this being a really good challenge eventually right now i think it was just kind of an okay challenge strategically one in the sense that you can win it by like sheer brute force without like having to strategize to do it is that what you mean well like with spencer right and this is the example that you gave a while back right. alex but so i don't know if we explain this but they're holding idols on like a little platter mm-hmm. and they have to go one-on-one and they have to try and knock the other person's idol off right. of the platter. Mm-hmm. And so Spencer was up against Wu and I'm thinking, Oh, well, Wu is like, he does, does he do martial arts? Yeah. So I'm like, he's probably yeah, he's like, like a you know, surfing instructor too, I think. Idea. Yeah. Um, but Spencer just threw his idol in the air and then knocked down Wu so that Wu's fell first. Yep. Um, yeah. So that was definitely a strategic. Right. right. And, and that's what, yeah. that's what I mean. Like I, there, there are some, like I, when it's like a team event or like when it's something like this, I, I get really annoyed when it's just, you know, put weight on someone. Yeah. And put more weight on them. Like it's just, I don't know. Like yeah, those, those are really like boring and not very interesting challenges. Yep. And there's not a ton of strategy that you can do for them. It's just, well, let's hope we exhaust them before they exhaust us. Right. You know? Who is physically is like, stronger. Yeah. And, and this one, like, you know, a- anybody could really win any of the matchups. Like even, and like, the uh, the one where they had to like hold onto the pole and then get dragged across. Yeah, that, that was a really physical challenge and was interesting. But at the end of the day, it was it was too easy for one other tribe to just be stronger. You know, like yeah. no one could pull off Cliff. Yeah, I was gonna say you Cliff know, was, just, was just gonna be stuck. Just couldn't be done. So you know, this one at least there was a balance to it. Whereas like even if you were, you know, like Jeff Rell, like you could win it, or even if you mm-hmm. you know 
or woo you could lose. It was, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I agree it, with that. It's a good challenge in that regard, I think. Yeah. I really liked it just because it was different than kind of the the cookie cutter. Let's do this random task, get this key, unlock this box, yeah, yeah. knock our pieces down, and solve a puzzle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which yep. those that two? I mean, it's kind of what it becomes after so long of watching this. So I, I appreciate challenges like this that are a mm-hmm. little bit different, and mm-hmm. you know, it's something different to watch. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, you've got to find the balance, I think, and I think Survivor does a pretty good job of this nowadays of like. And I think things like this that are kind of breaking the mold typically find their way in as reward challenges. So it's less high stakes, you know, but yeah, yeah, I prefer something in between, you know, Pearl Islands where we got like for today's challenge, you're going to shoot a musket. It's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) You know, to what you described of like everyone is go over this obstacle, grab this bag of puzzle pieces, go over another obstacle, grab another bag of puzzle pieces, assemble the puzzle, you know? So yeah, yeah, I like, I like mixed in different skills like this that aren't like so precise that they're weird, like shooting a musket, but that's just me. So the reward is that Wu and Tony go to the other tribe and steal their like comfort items and their fishing kit. Right. Um, but the big story from this, like we mentioned before, was that they, Tony has this harebrained spur of the moment scheme where they were given a clue to an immunity idol, which had already been found for the record by LJ. Um, and instead of just being like, okay, it's our idol. He's like, let's plant this on Jeremiah, create this whole scene. Like we now are giving it to him so that they like are suspicious of him and vote him out. Um, in the moment there, as this was happening, uh, Emily, what did you think about this strategic choice on the part of Tony? Uh, yeah, just reckless. Just so reckless. <laughs> the thing that was weird to me, um, cause they gave it to Jeremiah, right? Yep. Yeah. That's who it is. I get him and LJ confused cause apparently they're two mountain men. Two bearded um, mountain men. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jeremiah was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, like, he sucks. <laughs> and then when they left, he was like, yeah, it was the same clue. Like, now I'm going to tell my whole tribe now that I can't show them proof that it was the same clue. Yeah. And they're like, no, I don't believe you. I was like, why were you sitting on this information? Because he's he bad at Survivor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah's not good at Survivor. They just made it seem like he was reading it and he was like, a clue. I know. Dude, <laughs> well, he's, he's already like, read this. It's like, yeah, he, it, I, I think Jeremiah genuinely believed that like for it in the moment that Tony was supposed to do this thing. Yeah. And then it wasn't until much later that he realized, oh, that was probably a ploy by Tony. Yeah. Which just kind of shows how bad of a survivor player he is. Yeah. How do you think the, what do you think the ideal way to play that would off would be if you're Jeremiah? Like, as soon as you realize, you know, this is a, a duplicate uh, clue, or even if you don't even realize it and you're on a tribe and you've just been given this information that makes you a target, like, how do you how do you think you play that in a better way? And so anything else about Jeremiah's play? I think we we covered it pretty well that he did it really poorly in any other way would have been better because ultimately <laughs> he like tells the truth to Spencer and Alexis and they don't buy it, which is a rare thing to happen in Survivor where you're actually telling the the truth mm-hmm. and people are like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that feels that feels like I feel like that would be my experience in Survivor. <laughs> is I, I would wind up telling the truth and just no one would believe me. And I'm just sitting there like, guys, come on. No, I, I really have the idol. Okay, sure. I swear I'll play it. <laughs> Adam. Cool. This is a Troy Bible. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, so the immunity challenge... Um, this is the one where they um, have to like get through a few obstacles and then they've got to put together the number puzzle and then they put the um, the like numbers in a lock and they open it and they win. My biggest gripe with this one, and this is a consistent gripe for me with Survivor Challenges, is I want every challenge to be designed so that it is impossible for the other tribe to copy a correct answer. Yeah. Yeah, that that I was, was something looking at it. That was ridiculous. That got me. I when when Tony was like, You're looking for whatever, and like I, I sat the girl like, there's no way they use the same numbers, right? And then they did. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was dumb. I was I was for that challenge until that moment. And then I was like, mm, nope. It happens like on puzzles a lot, and I just want I just want them to put a wall up between the two tribes. Like I don't know. I don't know what that takes away from the viewing experience, but I feel like it it sucks whenever you're watching. Like, it's unfair, I think, when one team can copy the other. And it's also not fun to watch. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to do what they did now. Yeah, I will say, like, I don't ever I find myself. I don't watch like that closely. So it doesn't. I did notice it this time, though, with like the numbers, but I've never really noticed it in past episodes we've watched mm-hmm. well, and for the whatever thing is- reason. The thing is, when you're putting together a puzzle, like in general, just because you know what it's kind of going to look like in a few more moves, I I don't think that's that big of an advantage. But when you know the numbers that you're looking for. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. It's something that would be so easy to just be like, well, here are three two digit numbers and here are three different two digit numbers mm-hmm. like yeah that would have been real easy to do you know I, I guess the only the only argument you can have against that is um one team's set of numbers might be harder to put together than the others but i don't feel like it's a really valid thing like i yeah. feel like the most balanced way quote unquote is to make them the same numbers and put up a wall right but you could also just like run the game a few times with some interns and see if they roughly take the same amount of time to put the puzzle together. Yeah. Yeah. I just want them to institute this in every challenge. Just put a wall between one tribe and the other, whenever there's some sort of number solving or puzzle solving or word search or whatever, just like make it so you cannot copy. That's all I want. If I had Jeff's ear for a minute, that's what I would tell him. (laughs) (laughs) Come on survivor. Yeah. Be better. This is the sole purpose of our podcast is hey, to Jeff. get get this influence. We rewatch so they can do better in the future. They can go back to previous episodes. <laughs> we know you're listening, Jeff. Yeah, come on, Jeff. What else would you be doing right now? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the purple tribe wins after they've been trimmed down. Their new group is a cohesive and strong one, um, such that they win. And Tony does his top five, baby, top five, top, top five, five, baby. baby, top five, baby. This is a great example of what we were talking about earlier, where Tony is always full send in survivor. 
He's always going for it, mm-hmm. 100%, full send. Sometimes that works great, and sometimes it is catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> and in this instance, it was pretty bad. I, I just, I don't understand it. Like, well, I, the thing I don't understand is Woo is like all bought in on this now, apparently. <laughs> he, he just kind of went with it. Yeah, I mean, he's probably like, this is what I got to yeah. Do to survive is and in, in fairness, he was at one point okay with voting Cliff out. So like maybe this isn't like such a big turn for him, but yeah. But it's interesting because it re- like it really catalyzes the other tribe to like in the decision they make at this tribal, which ultimately is not what Tony wanted because he wanted Jeremiah out, obviously. Um, and then as we see in the next episode, like Going into the merge, too, it catalyzes them sticking together, or at least trying to stick together as best as they can. I, I was going to say, I, I, well, we, we'll surely talk about this more next episode because that's actually the merge episode. But it seems to me like in doing that, you, re- you really solidify your yeah. like the other team is going to stick together mm-hmm. because you've made it seem like there's no place or everyone is like, no, we're done with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like either, either you've alienated yourself or you've alienated an entire tribe when the merge comes next week. It's I yeah. At the very least you see uh, Sarah get really turned off by that. Yeah. Yep. She had a pretty close relationship with Tony pre swap. And now she's like, well, I'm not a part of that five. So, and I, I, again, you see early in the next episode, but Tony really is banking on Sarah as their sixth number because of their alliance that happened before the swap. And by probably an unthinking, like almost meaningless reaction to winning a challenge and going, mm-hmm. top five, baby, top five. Like <laughs> it, it kind of blows everything up. Yeah, yeah that was so what right. I thought. My interpretation of it was just like, that's some jock jargon that happens when you win, right? Like, <laughs> oh, we're top five. Like, yeah. oh, we're so cool. But, I mean, huge implications. People were still talking about it and mimicking him. Yeah. After the challenge. It's surprising. It really pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. So if you ever get on Survivor, just never, never celebrate with the top five. (laughs) Top five, baby. Save it for top four. Save it for top four. Top four. Top four, baby. baby. (laughs) (laughs) Top 16, baby. Imagine if like you win the first challenge and everybody's celebrating. You're like, top 10, baby. <laughs> Just a troll. Yeah, right. It, it, this kind of seems like it should be something that became a thing in Survivor. Like, yeah. Future future seasons should be mocking Tony for this. <laughs> we'll be the top five, baby. <laughs> New hey, the five of us right now, let's go ahead and lock it in. I've got an alliance with you. Lock it in. Top five baby alliance. It's top five baby. <laughs> top five baby. Shake hands. <laughs> so back at the losing tribe, um, y- you get what was kind of alluded to at the beginning of the swap where the brains are kind of in the middle of this power struggle between the pre-swap beauties. Um, Morgan and Alexis want to vote out Jeremiah. Um, Jeremiah takes the target and puts it back on Alexis. Um, and the brains find themselves kind of in the decision-making place. Um, and Sarah finds herself safe and not really a topic of conversation because of the sort of infighting of the beauty. Um, 
there was a great, great confessional from Cass. This was the name of the episode, but... Uh, Ooh, do I get points? Yeah, you got a point for that. <laughs> but where she says, like, you know, she talks about how the brains were struggling before and then all these other, like, the beauty, pretty people, you know, have so much dysfunction. And she's like, we found our zombies... The brain just needed a body. And I was like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> that's like action movie monologue level stuff. Yeah. So, okay. So put yourself in this tribe here in this situation um, with basically it going between Alexis and Jeremiah. Um, if you're in the brain spot, who do you think the correct target is for you? Um, we saw what they went with was Alexis, but do you think that was the correct move for those people who are ultimately making that decision? So in this moment, you want to vote out a beauty person because I, I, I don't think that Sarah, Sarah is one person. She's almost inconsequential to if the merge happens and she flips, but you can really hurt beauty and put them in a position where they need to align with you at the merge if you get rid of a beauty person. So you're down to Jeremiah and Alexis, and I think Alexis is a much smarter player. So I would get I rid think of her. so too. I think she's pretty underrated. She seemed yeah. to know what she was doing. I, I think if she had stayed in the game longer, we would have seen some real moves from her, but mm -hmm. they got her out right before she really started. RIP. They're a second win. <laughs> uh, I kind of agree with Adam. I think that Alexis does kind of, she kind of played the, like she didn't really know what was going on card. And like, I think it might've been in this episode, but Spencer even was like, yeah, had a clip where he's like, you know, I don't like it. I like girls that are like straight up with me. I don't like it when you play dumb when you're really not. And so, mm -hmm. and especially compared with like Jeremiah, like he's, a, he's probably your only physic physically. He's probably the best they have. Um, but yeah, he doesn't really understand the game, so you can probably carry him and, you know, he'll be a number for you. But yeah, I think Alexis is probably the better player, the bigger target. So I'm with that. I'm with, I agree with Adam. Spencer's basically saying that while LJ trusts cute, but doesn't trust hot, <laughs> Spencer doesn't trust cute. Well, <laughs> Spencer, Spencer doesn't trust smart. He trusts dumb. <laughs> or maybe he, he trusts smart that says smart. Right. He doesn't trust smart yeah. that says dumb. Do I say smart? <laughs> I trust cute more than I trust <laughs> hot. <laughs> hot. So bad. LJ's a monster. <laughs> so you, you talked about this early on, but did you feel blindsided by this then too? That Did you see this going in the direction of Jeremiah? So I, I don't feel like I... Yeah, it's, in my mind, like I wasn't really playing this episode strategically. Like, how would I be doing this? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, they were like, "We're gonna vote out Jeremiah," and I was like, "I mean, that doesn't seem like a great move, but like, whatever." It like I don't think it's necessarily a dumb move. Go for it. And then they voted out Alexis, and I was just like, I don't feel like there were any conversations about that happening mm -hmm. or what. It just it literally comes out like Alexis's name pops up, and it's like, okay, yeah, Jeremiah votes her out, and then it comes up again and again and again, and you're like. When did this conversation happen that yeah. everyone coordinated? Like, I don't, I don't remember that. I think sometimes Survivor tries too hard to kind of like blindside the audience too, in a way that doesn't feel like satisfying, you know? And I think this well, might be an example of that. That's the thing. Like you could have edited, you could have edited it in a way that makes it seem like, yeah, we're going for Jeremiah. We had a conversation about Alexis, but like we're going for Jeremiah. 
this was just like they they talked about Alexis for like a second. Mm-hmm. The brains did, and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of the conversation was centered on which of these two people are more likely to flip to the other side when we merge, you know. Um, And by your logic, I I think they may have made the right choice that Jeremiah is frankly so dumb and game non-cognizant that like you can just tell him, hey, you have to stick with us. He'd be like, well, okay, I guess that's what I got to do. I'm with this tribe. I have no other option. But you Alexis know. has some savvy to her. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it did feel kind of blindsiding. So, and I she cried. Say, like, Poor I, Alexis. I was going to say, I was really thinking it was going to be Jeremiah just based on like the Tony play and all the conversations. I yeah. Really, I was off guard, taken off guard by it. For the record, I too would cry if I got voted out in Survivor. So, that was, it was, it, that was kind of heartbreaking. Like, was she, was she was so all the way out. sad. Like, yeah. she didn't make it through the, torch ousting mm-hmm. and her when they when she talked at the end she's like i'm just so what did she say like i'm just so disappointed in myself or something mm-hmm. she was like i'm so disappointed i knew i could i know i could go farther in yeah. this game or like, like something dang. like that or like i didn't think i'd be out this early like man like you want to talk about someone who loves to play survivor or really wanted to play survivor yeah what do you think she could have done differently to have survived this vote I, I think she made herself target by being so incessant about Jeremiah's lying to us. Jeremiah's lying to us. I think you're right. I, th- I think that didn't help. I think, I think the thing is she had like the semblance of a strategy or she knew what she wanted, but didn't have a strategy as to how to go about that. I think it's common too that you like, it, it's a risky thing to like make a, a push on someone else. You know, mm-hmm. when you're the one putting someone else's name out there, it is very likely that the counter is okay. Well, let's get that person out instead. So yeah, you're you're kind yeah. of opening well, yourself up to that when you're the one who's like this person. We got to get this person. Well, and I mean the the brain tribe are really running this tribe mm-hmm. because it's, they they have three and they're sticking together. They're a voting block, which means that you voting blocks. The the, the best the best you can do is get sarah and jeremiah to vote with you and force a tie so it's not it's not a good play to go into there going like okay like we're, we're not going to consult the brains what you do is you go to the brains and you're like hey who are you thinking that you want to get out like what are you thinking this is what i was thinking but like i want to vote with you and alexis trying to kind of tried to force it she was mm-hmm. like we can't trust jeremiah jeremiah's gotta mm-hmm. go this is you know and it's just just play it cool yeah yeah, you, you have to be there to like, I'm here to vote with you. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. That's another Survivor 101 thing. Like, man, in the social game is, yeah, you don't go up to someone and say, this is the vote. We're voting this way. You're voting this way. You instead, like you said, say, hey, who do you want to vote out? Mm-hmm. And then they tell you and you either say, yeah, great. Or you say, OK, yeah. Also, I was thinking this. And then you have mm-hmm. a conversation. Um. Yeah, going yeah. in there just demanding you do a certain thing is a good way to get yourself targeted too. This whole episode, like start to finish, it's a little, it's wild. Like a lot, a lot of things happen, and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, and it, Lindsay quit. Yeah, well, it, right. it, it swings from like Lindsay quitting to like Tony is a psychopath. Yeah, to this total blindside 
um, you know, a, a tribal council. I, the thing is, I, I have a hard time saying that this is like a great episode because mm-hmm. it just, it didn't feel as polished. I agree. Yeah. There was a lot for them to fit in this one too. Yeah. From the quitting. There, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also they're setting up the merge, which happens next episode. There's lots of well, like ground setting you got to do for that. There's even uh, Lindsay. Lindsay wrote wrote something in the sand for Wu. And like the the, the only thing we get is there's like a it, it's like a B-roll thing where it just kind of like flashes past it. Oh, I think someone else wrote that about Lindsay. Yeah. Oh, maybe that shame was on it. You, Lindsay. Oh, maybe that was it then. Yeah. Yeah. But that was just that, that's something that just got like blown past. Like there's so much that happens in an episode of Survivor in real time. Yeah. That it, it's got to be such a chore to figure not only to cut it down, but to figure out what are the most important 42 minutes for us to show our viewers, you know, and like. Yeah, ultimately, you just kind of have to trust the editors and the producers that they're showing you the best 42 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be like if Survivor was two hours every week, I'd still watch it, you know, and like there would be like more stuff. And of course, I'm interested in more. But is is there an episode this season where they don't vote someone out? Because normally when someone quits, don't they like not vote out someone? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I'd imagine that since this one happened like right in the beginning of that sequence, um, yeah. that's why they uh, didn't make a whole episode out of a, a quit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think every episode ends in a vote out. Sometimes they do like double episodes and there were no double episodes this season, you know, where there's like two episodes kind of condensed into one. Yeah. So maybe that would have been the plan had someone not quit. I want to introduce a new thing to the ending of each of these shows. Um, and that is that we all award an MVP for the episode who, uh, which survivor player had the strongest performance, um, from this episode. I want to come up with a cool name for it other than MVP. Uh, but I don't want it to be a spur of the moment, dumb thing. So if, if we've got a, a good idea for a, an award that we award survive a survivor, <laughs> we, we can think on it yeah we'll keep we'll keep uh <laughs> why, why can't it just be the first thing that pops in my head <laughs> well I mean, why can't it <laughs> so we'll just go around the table here who um whoever feels compelled that they've got their pick who was the mvp of this week's episode whoever whoever has the spirit of jeff moving in them um <laughs> What? <laughs> like, like, you know, like the, Only spirit, if com- the, spirit, the spirit compels you, but it's, it's, it's Jeff. Oh, it's Jeff. I gotcha. I gotcha. Only if you're comfortable. Only if you're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone close your eyes. Everyone close your eyes. You know, I, I don't know that he played the best game, but it was damn entertaining. I'll give my MVP vote, Tony. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. Hey, yo, <laughs> Tony Sweeps. We're unanimous. Now, Did we just become an alliance? <laughs> <laughs> Did we just become an alliance? <laughs> Is that because he played the best game or because he had the most entertaining one? You know. I think he was risky, but it worked out for him. He yeah. caused a lot of tension in the tribe, and ultimately Alexis went home because she was trying to pin so much on... Oh, wait, this wasn't related, was it? I mean, he caused he caused a lot of tension, and he wanted Jeremiah out, but it forced Alexis out. Which yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. what he wanted. No. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's still like 
he 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 was he wreaked havoc. Right. It kept he Sarah also, in the game, which was probably his ultimate goal. Yeah, and he also he he's forged his team into a fairly strong team, at least like in, in terms of like unity. Like mm-hmm. the five seem together. Um, if we're gonna branch out, then I think it's got to be like the brain block. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Cass. Cass is good. Mm-hmm. Cass is a real contender. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a good player. Yeah, she's on my team. I know she is. <laughs> yeah, it's also seemed, who you picked to win. I sure did. It seemed like she was kind of the one making the decision, at least like from what was given to us. She seemed to have the loudest voice regarding who yeah. it was. Um, and yeah, it's hard to argue with the decision they made. All right, well, let's go ahead and check out our fantasy survivor scores. Just a reminder on who's on which tribe. Adam owns the Earlobes tribe, who is now populated by Spencer, Wu, Tasha, and Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Uh, Dara's second wind is Emily's tribe, and that's got Cass, Sarah, Alexis, Trish, and Jeffra. And then Scott's RN Jesus Forever main has Lindsay, Tony, Morgan, and LJ. So after this episode, the scores are in third place with 11 and a half is RN Jesus. Uh, you mm. gained an extra point because Tony name. Nope, that's wrong because. Oh, oh, because he he got idol um, an idol clue. Mm-hmm. It was one that already was in the game, but he got one nonetheless. Hey, so Tony got you an extra point, uh, but you lost Lindsay. In second place is the Earlobes Tribe with 14 and a half points, three ahead of RN Jesus. You got an extra point from Wu for the same reason that Tony did, because he also got a... um, Technically speaking, Jeremiah also got a clue. Well, the rules do specify you get one (laughs) point for idle clue or advantage found or one not gifted. So Jeremiah was given or gifted the clue. <laughs> Whereas Wu on, was <laughs> technically won it. And then leading the charge is Dara's second win with 16 points, a point and a half above second place. You got an Ew. extra point from Cass for naming the episode, but you did lose Alexis. Yeah. Rough stuff. Yeah. Cass needs to keep giving really insightful confessions. Yeah. Yeah. Name. Name worthy yeah, confessionals. So yeah. So that's our breakdown at this point, and we are heading into the merge next episode where the points kind of skyrocket, and there's a lot more chance for teams to lead, leave the pack with uh, idols being played and individual immunities being won and all that jazz until we culminate in the finale eventually where buku points are given. This next episode... You will want to stick with us to watch or listen to in this case, because it is an all timer. It's amazing. I'm so excited. Maybe the best merge episode in Survivor history. This is why I rewatch podcasts. This is why we do this. This is why we do it. I I, I was never so I had to pause the episode at one point and stand up in my living room and look at my wife and be like, why is she playing this this way? <laughs> that didn't happen, I can attest. It's and then so I came good. back to her like two hours later and was like, she really, she could have just done. <laughs> yeah, it's a great Mama. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Top five, baby. <laughs> Top five, baby. Top five, baby. My idol. 
So you'll make want to make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss that episode or any other of our episodes. Uh, follow us on Twitter where we are completely inactive at, <laughs> at Outwatch Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hey, hey, tweet at us and we'll be active. That's true. Yeah, I'll yeah. get the notification. So, <laughs> and uh, you know, you can email us. Nah, don't email us. There's no need. <laughs> this has been a horrible <laughs> closing uh, segment here of this podcast. But thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Outwatch. <laughs> Um, wow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>